0: Welcome back to Women's Wealth, the Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. I am very excited today to welcome Marianne Jones and Kelly Jones to our podcast. Marianne and Kelly are mother and daughter. They are both teach 4th grade in New Jersey. Marianne has been a teacher for 23 years and Kelly has taught for 7 years. I have known Marianne for a very long time since college and that's why I was so intrigued when her daughter followed her in her career. With the COVID-19 pandemic, both Marianne and Kelly have transitioned from teaching their students at school and in person to a fully remote distant learning program. I really thought today it's important for all of us to hear what so many in this country are going through. This has brought both challenges and benefits. Welcome, Marianne and
1: Kelly. Thank you. This is a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Happy to be here. So since Marianne and Kelly, our mother daughter, we thought it would be unique at the podcast this week to have Myself joined Carol Ann Fernandez, who is the daughter to Susan and also works at Glen Eagle. So we're doing a mother-daughter podcast on both ends. But to get started, I wanted to ask Kelly, like me, you followed your mom into the same profession, which is very cool. Can you share a little bit with our listeners why you decided to become a teacher and if watching your mom in her teaching career had an impact on that decision at all?
2: Sure. Absolutely, it did. I mean, my mom is a fantastic teacher. She stayed home with us for a little bit. And then watching her re-enter the teaching profession, it was wonderful to see how invested she was in her students and their growth. And I had a great experience when I was growing up. I had wonderful teachers. And I know that that made a huge impact on my life. And I just really felt compelled to the profession for that reason, because I wanted to make an impact the way that I was impacted by my mom, but also by my teachers. And there are many teachers in my family. It's kind of funny. We're not the only two. My sister is also a teacher. And I have several aunts and uncles and cousins who became teachers. I think that it's very hard work. And I think it's important to know going in how hard it is, which I think you get when you grow up with a teacher for a parent, but it is also really rewarding and you can make the biggest difference on someone's life if you are their teacher and you are there for them and support them when they're really being molded and trying to figure out what they're going to do. I think it's just a really great opportunity to make an impact on people and on the world. So that's really why I wanted to become a teacher. I was able to see that in my mom and in the people around me, and I wanted to make the same sort of impact.
1: Oh, that's great, and I definitely agree. You might not know, but my mom actually started as a teacher before starting Glen Eagle, and it's definitely true. Once a teacher, always a teacher, because I think even at the firm, she still goes into teacher mode quite a bit. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> the teacher voice comes in handy in a lot of situations, so. <laughs> both in mothering <laughs> and in a career.
0: But Marianne, I know that you are someone who I have admired for many years, and you have been a long-time teacher. And having known you probably since college, when you were just acquiring your teaching degree. You have seen in the world of education so many transitions. How have the students you are teaching and have taught, can you share some of that journey, but also more, I think, significantly to what's happening today? What are you seeing about remote learning compared to what, say, you were taught back in your college days, and then as you transition, there's been so many different journeys within the world of education. What are you seeing today in the remote learning in comparison to that?
3: That is a great question. And, you know, I had the benefit of teaching for six years before I had children. So right out of college, I got a teaching job in New Jersey and taught for six years. And I think most of us have a common teaching experience from when we were learning as kids. We had our books and we wrote in tablets, we wrote in notebooks. It was a similar kind of learning experience. Then I was home and raised our four children until my youngest was in school and went back teaching in 2003. In 2003, I went back to a school system that wasn't so different than the one I had left. And I felt like, okay, this is great. We're still, you know, we have overhead projectors and notebooks and books and workbooks. And so a lot of the teaching styles were very similar and the learning style was similar. And then in the last maybe seven, eight years, we've seen this explosion of technology affect how we teach. And I feel so so grateful that I was on that wave of technology when it came into the classroom. So I was there when they introduced smart boards. And then when the kids started to get technology in terms of their own computers, and now we're using so many different platforms online to help deliver the content. So I feel like I've been so lucky, so beneficial, and so fortunate to see so many different ways of getting kids to learn in a really effective manner. And I feel like what we're doing now is just getting them the information in such an efficient and productive way. So since this unprecedented, uncharted territory that we're teaching in now, I feel so grateful that we have this technology to be able to teach remotely I think five or 10 years ago, this would have been a monumental task. I think the learning could not have gone on. But because so many of the kids, at least I know where we are in New Jersey, I see all over the state that the kids have the technology where we can actually have a Zoom meeting with our classroom, meet on Google Meet, and have all their online work where they can submit it to me. So it's been quite a transition. I can't agree
0: with you more. I have a grandson. He's only in a four-year-old program in a Montessori school, but he has a missed to beat. And he has become so savvy of every morning sitting down with his laptop. And it's as if he's in the classroom and the teacher talks to them as if they're in the classroom. We have gotten actually a real hoot. Sometimes his mom will Snapchat a picture of him, and he's standing on the couch saying the Pledge of Allegiance. And I think that, <laughs> that starts at that level. But I'm also on a school board, and in the high school level, what they have done, technology and computers for these for the students, it's absolutely amazing. So I agree with you. We have really grown. I think as a, it, that fact that we embrace technology, so we made this transition easily.
1: And to build on that, I guess Kelly, what are some educational benefits that you've seen students? be able to experience with the remote learning? I mean, I know we hear a lot about the challenges, but are there some benefits that you're seeing as well through this remote learning?
2: Yeah. I mean, there are definitely challenges, but, and I tried to tell my class, you know, you're always going to come up against challenges and going through this experience is really good because it does force everybody to become more independent. I think that it can be very easy for Students, when there's a teacher right next to them, for them to become dependent on a teacher just affirming for them that they're doing it correctly or that they need help when maybe they just want you there to tell them that they're doing a good job. And of course, I mean, we're there to do those things, but it does force them to know themselves and create a schedule for themselves to be able to complete a day's work of lessons that we would be doing in school, but just at home. And they have to be able to do it on their own and know themselves, know when they're going to get distracted, putting themselves into a position where they're going to be able to get their work done. They're going to be able to reach out when they need help. They have to be advocates for themselves if they're not understanding something They have to take it upon themselves to reach out and say, I really need your help with this. I don't understand this concept. Can you please explain it to me? I think it forces them to really take a look at how they are as a worker and be able to overcome some of those challenges with just how they're working and advocating for themselves and asking for help when they need it. So I think that's a benefit because it will prepare them to work in any environment, knowing yourself is the key and knowing where you can go for help and how you best work in a situation that's always going to benefit them. So I think that's a key benefit. And they are really good at technology already. I think some of them are probably better at technology than me. And so they have to overcome tech problems too and be able to troubleshoot them. And I think that also is a benefit for the teachers because a lot of teachers were very new at certain aspects of this. And so it does make us more flexible and learn more of the technology and learn how to have a plan and be scheduled, but also recognize that sometimes things don't work out and we are still going to be fine after, (laughs) even if everything goes wrong, it's going to work out. And I think that that is a benefit because you have to be flexible and this is a challenging time. I meet with my students I try to check in with them and make sure that they're having a place to talk and just check in with them. Sometimes in the big group meetings, they won't talk as much, but just to check in with them and see how they're doing. And a lot of them have said that they're spending a lot more family time. You know, they eat together as a family now because they're not rushing off to sports or a million things after school. They're getting their work done during the day so they don't have to worry about homework that they're doing. And so a lot of them are going outside with their siblings and playing and spending time with their parents who are home. And I think that that's a really big benefit. And it's been really good for them. A lot of my students have expressed to me that they like being home with their parents and they have been able to connect with them more. And I think that that's a really great thing.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. And and I think the couple of things that you said that I think resonate with us as a society, you said flexibility and I think of becoming innovative of when there's a technology problem to going in and to solve it. I think those are lifelong skills for students and for teachers. But even if they leave school and they go into any industry, those are traits that they're developing that I think are gifts, actually, that we're going yeah. through. Ann and Kelly, I have one last question for you because I feel as if so many people in the country started way back in March in this remote learning. And we now are entering into the end of the year in the May segment, and we're going to enter summer. What tips or advice would you give parents how to best handle their children at this time, but also as they enter the summer months on maybe creative ways that they continue to educate their children? Because I think that The children seem more at peace. The more that we have met with some of even our clients that have children, parents are more concerned because of the unknown. I think the older we get, the more rigid we get. But what would be some advice, Marianne, that you would give parents in navigating through remote learning currently and as they enter the summer months? And then, Kelly, after your mom, if you would join in in maybe
3: what you think. We'd appreciate that for our listeners. Sure. Well, I think that the school districts are going to leave you with a lot of resources that you can continue throughout the summer months. So I really feel like because they're so used to being online and going to websites and take virtual field trips, that doesn't have to end. You can still do that and visit places all over the U.S., all over the world. And that cultural piece is just so huge. And now once we start opening up different parks and different places, you're going to be able to be in different places with your kids. So I would say take your kids to places that you want to visit as they open up because they sure do want to go out of your house. I think that this online learning piece has really given us a tool that the parents are going to be able to stay with over the summer. And so I would just continue to check all the resources your school is going to give you. And I think the bond that this is created within families, will continue to keep them together and want to do activities this summer. So I would just keep them learning, keep them in this mode, and keep them connected to their school and their community.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think that a lot of companies have opened up their technology. Like sometimes during the year, like your school would have to get a subscription, but a lot of things have opened up for families. And for teachers to be able to use during remote learning. Because a lot of us, when we left in March, we didn't know how long it was going to be. So textbooks were left in classrooms, notebooks were left in classrooms. They just took what they took with them, because I certainly thought that we would be back. And who knows now, right? We're not really sure when we'll be back. So a lot of the response from companies, educational companies that have opened up their resources to families and teachers has really been beneficial and has really allowed us to continue this learning beyond what we thought we were going to be home. So I think that there are many resources and I'm sure that if a parent was really concerned and wanted to know what resources were available to them, school districts have Lists and lists and lists and teachers have lists and lists of places that have free resources for them and their children online that they can access. I've opened up a lot of resources for my class because even if it's not something that is relevant to what I'm teaching them for the day, I encourage them to, if you're interested in something, go learn about it. And here are some resources that can allow you to do that. And As a teacher, I have so many of them, if a parent ever reached out to me and wanted something specific, I'd absolutely share that with them. So I think that that's something that will allow them, I believe it would probably continue through the summer, to support families and teachers would have that
1: information. That's great. Thank you so much, Kelly and Marianne, for joining us today. It's always fun to talk to another mother-daughter group. And I know this is very informative for us and our listeners. And we really appreciate you taking the time and all the teachers who are now doing remote learning and the dedication that you guys have put in to help everyone.
0: I actually think both of you are such great representatives of the teachers out there all over the country who are saying, hey, I have to get creative and I have to do this. And I know that it's for many teachers is taking a lot more time than even in the classroom. But like our healthcare workers, it's a real gift. So thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.